This is a shir on Likutei Sicha is Chelek Yutes, the Sicha of Nitzavim. It goes starts like this. Okay, it's the uh, it's Nitzavim Gimel, the third Nitzavim in volume nineteen. At the end of the sentence, it says, I have placed life and death before you, and you shall choose life in order that you live, you and your children. So Rashi comments on the words of you shall choose life, and he says three things. First of all, the pirush, the explanation of you shall choose life is as follows, I am instructing you and teaching you that you should choose in the portion of life. Base. He gives a marshal. Like somebody who tells his son, Choose for yourself a good portion in my inheritance. And he places him, he stands him by the good portion. And he tells him, This you shall choose for yourself. Point number three, Rashi says on this, these simple words of Achayt of Achayim, choose life. He brings a proof from the Pasuk. About this it says in Tehillim, Hashem Hashem is the portion of my inheritance, my portion and Chaisi. I should have looked that up. It literally means my cup. Basically, Hashem is my portion. You, Hashem, support my girl, my lot. Rashi explains, that means, you have placed my hand on the good portion, to say, saying, this take for yourself. Says the Rebbe, we have to understand, we need to understand, what's difficult in the words of Bachayim to Bachayim, simple words, says choose life, that Rashi has to translate and with such a detailed explanation, it's simple. Choose life. Like other, some of the other Pashtoni, Amika, Ramban, Ibn Ezra, they learn it's just a simple instruction to choose life. Shem is telling you a good piece of advice. Choose Chaim. How? And the continuation there is, Love Hashem, go in His way. If you want life, that's what you got to do. Love Hashem and go in His path. That's true life. Base. Says the Rebbe, learning simply, it comes out, that Rashi is coming to forewarn and fend off a question. What's he coming to say? He says that when it says choose life, Rashi is saying it's not an instruction or a good piece of advice. Because there's no room. Why do you need to tell somebody, choose, instruct somebody choose life? Whichever way you look at it, the instruction doesn't seem to make sense. If a person doesn't know that this path is life, so all you have to do is tell him that to follow the path of Hashem is life. And then automatically, that's who's going to choose. You don't have to instruct him, choose life. You just have to show him where life is. And obviously, you choose life. And if a person is not convinced that this is life, so it's going to help to say choose life. He doesn't associate this path with life. So <laughs> what, what, what room does an instruction choose life have to be? If he knows it's life, he's going to choose it anyway. If he doesn't think it's life, he's not going to choose that path. So as the Rebbe was saying, choose life, what, what Rashi says is that this means to say that Hashem says, I'm telling you which is the path of life. Love Hashem. Choose life and this is life to love Hashem. So in other words, he's instructing what way to choose. 
Because this is life. Because you don't always see openly that the way, following the path of Hashem is life. That doing good is life, and doing bad, God forbid, leads to death. You have to show that. As the Pesach continues, go in the way of Hashem, because that's your true life. And about this, Rashi brings a marshal. Just like a person who tells his child. In other words, a father, it's not enough for him to say, go choose a good portion. He takes him to the portion and says, this is the good portion. Also, Rashi therefore brings a ride from the pastor can tell him that Hashem, indeed, places a person on the good portion. As he says about this, the pastor says, you have placed my, uh, you support my choice. In other words, you've placed my hand on the good choice to say, take this. Okay, so basically what the Rebbe explained here is that the reason Rashi, what Rashi is explaining is that the Ubachar to Bachaim is an instruction as to what life is. However, that's not fully understandable, says Rebbe and Gimel. Why? Because first of all, why does Rashi have to bring a, a moshal, somebody who tells his child? He could have said right away that it's like the Abishter placing Eden on the good portion on the country. In the Nimshal, it's more understood. Why? Because regarding to fulfilling the Mitzvahs, we understand that Hashem has to show what is that this is life, the path of Hashem is life. And that's the good path. Why? Because really you could look at the world and you see many times in the world, the way of the wicked is successful. And you see sometimes, many times even, tzaddikim have pain and suffering in this world. So therefore, Hashem is saying, no, 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 don't get confused. In the end, the Rishon, they get pushed away. In the end, the tzaddikim, they have joy. So this is the path of good. The path of life is doing what Hashem wants. When it comes, however, to, to choosing a portion in a, a physical father's estate, so it's much easier to see what's good and what's not. The guy has, the guy, you know, he understands a little bit what he's seeing. So there, we don't really need so much the, the father taking the child to show him the good portion. So the moshal, what does it really add? Number two, after it says that the father puts him in the good portion, Rashi says, and the father says, choose this. And that it seems to be understood that after he says to his son, choose a good portion, and he takes his son to put him by the good portion, he still has to do something else. He has to say, choose this, my son. Not understood. Why does he have to now tell him to go choose? He, he took him to a good place. The son should see it's a good, it's a good place. And also, where in the Pasuk do we see this other additional, what Rashi says, he puts him, the Pasuk just says he supports my, my choice. doesn't say that he says, this you should choose. Where does Rashi get that? Three, the end of Rashi is about this. It says, you put my, you placed the nachta yodi al al you placed my hand on the good portion. So first of all, the question is, what is this for al It doesn't say, he's explaining a verse in Tehillim. It doesn't say, as it says in Tehillim, which would be that the Tehillim is a, is a proof for the pasuk. He seems to be saying, a pshat in Tehillim. Two, um, he says that placing him on a chelik yofa is in a way that he places his hand on the girl where do we see that? why is that so important to point out? so first of all Rashi so the questions here are Rashi is Rashi is trying to explain he comes here to explain the pasuk what does he have to bring? and this is what it says in Tehillim why do we need to know that that's what the Tehillim means? what does that add here? Also, what does he add here? That hinachta yodi, you placed my hand on the good portion and say this choose. What does that add? 
Dalit. So the explanation of this is like this. Kasha that Rashi comes to answer with his Pirish is, why does this Pasuk necessary? Just a few Pesachim earlier, it already said the same thing. It said, I've placed life and death in front of you. Choose life. So that you and your children should live. And also the Pasuk after our Pasuk continues, it says, Love Hashem, go His path, because that's your life. So it says clearly in previous Pesachim, I've placed, many times it says, I've placed before you, I've placed before you, good and life, bad and, and death. Which means that basically one is hinged on the other. If you do good, you have good. If you do bad, I mean, if you do good, you have life. If you do bad, you have death. As even our in our parsha, the pasuk continues to say, "These are the mitzvahs. Like, go in the way of Hashem that I command you today, and you will live, and you will be multiplied. If you go away, I'm telling you today, you're going to suffer. So why is this pasuk? What is this pasuk saying? I place before you life and death. Choose life." So Rashi learns that the Chiddush in this Pesach is the words of Chartu B'chaim. That doesn't say it previously. This is the Chiddush. What's the Chiddush? So Rashi brings a mashal. Like a person, a person who tells his child, choose a good portion, and he places him at the good portion. He says, this is what you should choose. Ah, this helps us understand that there could be a situation that even after he puts him at the good place, he says, choose this please, my son. Similarly here, I'm telling you to choose a good piece in our Pasuk is, is the third stage here. He says, choose a good portion. He puts him at the, at the good portion. And then he says, please choose this. That's where our Pasuk comes in. The previous Pesukim were talking about telling him, choose a good portion. Our Pasuk is the next stage where he's already placed him and showed him. And now he says, please choose this portion. Because the fact, hey, the fact that we find in the marshal that after we, after the father says, I'm giving you a good piece, good piece in the inheritance. But it's not enough for him to say, I want to give you a good piece. He has to actually place him there. So we understand it must be that it's talking about an inheritance that's it's difficult to discern what's good and what's not. In other words, just from the outside look, you may not see exactly what's a good chilek. That's why the giver needs to place the son at the good portion. By the way, says the Rebbe here in square brackets, this is also how we can explain why the mushle is not just like somebody tells somebody else, but like a father who tells his son. Why? Because the, the, the certainty of the makabel, the certainty of the recipient of the gift, that the giver is giving him a good gift, is connected with two things. First of all, that you know that the one who's giving it knows for sure what's good. And B, and the, here the Rebbe quotes, look in the Erechaim, where Moshe Rabbeinu says, see, I have placed before you good. The Erechaim says there's two, there's two criterias. If you want to tell somebody that spirituality is good, better than physicality, you first have to know that the the full scope of materialism. And you have to know the full scope of spirituality. Meish Rabbeinu knew. He had every brach and begashmias. He was, he had wealth, he had strength, he had stature, grandeur. And he saw every aspect of spirituality. When he says, look at what I've placed before you, choose life, which is, you know, Kiddusha. Oh. So, says the Rebbe here, 
you need to know that there's two criteria. First of all, the one who's giving needs to know that it's good for sure. Two, you have to know that the one who's giving really wants the good of the recipient. That's why he's prepared to give him a truly good portion that he knows for sure is portion. Where do you have that for sure? Is if it's a nachla, an inheritance that belongs to the giver, in this case a father. So he knows for sure his inheritance, he knows his lands and he knows his, his, uh, his assets. He knows what's good and he's giving it to his son. So you understand that more than anyone else in the world, a father is ready to give his child the good portion. So similarly, it is in the nimshal. What? We talk about Hashem with the Eden in order that by the Eden they should understand that this is really that chayim and toiv, that life and good are hinged one in the other, even though sometimes in physical eyes it doesn't look that way. So we tell you, think about two things. First of all, the world is Hashem's nachla. Hashem's inheritance, Hashem's portion. He created the world. He knows what's good. <laughs> he, he doesn't have any issue. He knows what's the path of life. B, Yidna are the children of Hashem. And therefore, you can be one million percent sure that Hashem wants only the good of the Jews. Okay, so that's for sure. But, continue, we continue after the square bracket, since in our own physical material lives, we don't see that this is a good portion. And we have to rely on the one who's giving it. That he says is a good portion. And he says, here, I'm placing you by the good portion. So then that's why it's not enough just to say, okay, I've placed you by the good portion. He has to, there needs to be a further instruction, a further encouragement here. He says, here, choose this. This is a good one. And then he tells him again, this is what you should choose. And this is the emphasis here in our situation. That's why Rashi's commenting. Even after explaining to the Yidin, <clears throat> that and that good life and good are hinged on each other. So Hashem also brings them to the good portion. There needs to be an additional encouragement, which is this possible. Choose life in order you and your offspring should live. That Yidin should totally round every time choose life. So Vav, the Rebbe continues, he says we could still ask. The Moshe is not similar to the Nimshah. The Moshe, we understand how the encouragement, this is what you should choose. We understand why it works by the son. Why? Because first of all, the mushal is that it's a physical father giving encouragement to a, about a physical estate. So therefore, even though the son doesn't see necessarily with his own eyes that this is the, uh, uh, the best chilek, but he has a feeling, a strong feeling, that this is true. Because this is in the realm that he can understand. The physical father, he knows his father's relationship with him, and he knows that his father knows his estate. Well, the son doesn't have a full independent understanding of the estate of his father to know whether it's the proper, whether it's stuck in the most best chilek. But therefore, but still the father now comes and says, here, I'm encouraging you, choose this, this is good, okay. So then it, 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 it carries weight. However, in other words, he doesn't have any knowledge opposite, opposing the knowledge of his father. In the Nimshah, though, not just, you don't always see how choosing Hashem's path is the good path. If you do good, you have life. You don't see that necessarily by Gashmis. Sometimes it means you'll have life, it means an Elam Havel, the world to come. There's something else. 
Not just you don't know, you don't see that this is good. You also sometimes see with your physical eyes the opposite. You see that the way of Rishoyim is successful. And Neifes Tetutefna Sifnei Zara, that it's very sweet to go in the, in, in the, the lips of the false, to do the wrong thing. Sometimes very sweet, temporarily. It's Gishmak, it's enjoyable to have the physical delights of the material delights of this world. And you feel it with your bodily senses. The fact that at the end it's bitter like a bitter herb, that's something that he believes. Or he can comprehend in his seichel, but there's very, there's very strong materialistic urges that he has, and he doesn't look bad, right? Here he needs Hashem to tell him, no, the way of Hashem is good. It's, it's a leap of faith. So how can this encouragement that the Ebishter says through Moshe, Choose life. How can it cause, how can it have a definite impact on the person to leave the material pursuits <coughs> and choose the way of Toiv and Chaim, the way of good and life of Teremitzvah? So about this, Rashi continues. About this it says, Hashem and Aschelke, Hashem is my portion. Hashem, you support my choice. You've placed my hand on the good choice to say this is what you should take. What does that mean? This Pasuk of Bachar is not just Stam a saying. This is also a statement that creates a reality. This Rashi says, is actually Hashem saying, is actually Hashem placing the Yid in a position where he understands that the way of Hashem is good. Where does that happen? Ah. <coughs> Hashem doesn't just say choose life. Hashem places, creates scenarios begashmias, that with the fleshy eyes, you can see that doing good, doing what Hashem wants, brings to life. Simply brings to life. And that's what he means here, and the Rebbe writes in brackets, at least from time to time. So in other words, what we're saying here is, what the Rebbe is saying, if I understand correctly, that Hashem places things in our life, in our experience, where we see that doing good what Hashem calls good brings to physical blessing, brings to simply life and good. Or, says the Rebbe Noha'ara, footnote, or sometimes what, it, what, Hashem, what Hashem does is He makes it good by us understanding. Look here at Ha'ara, it's a short Ha'ara, R23. Or the person now all of a sudden begins to feel that true life is not physical life, it's not fleshy life, material life. It's the life of Tana Mitzvahs. So, you know what happens if, if uh, there's two ways that reality can change. Somebody does good, he gets good. There's two ways of getting good. One is that the outside reality simply becomes a blessed one. The other is where the person just understands that his inner reality of being connected to Shem Tana Mitzvahs makes him happy. In other words, and that's a true happiness that also comes from Hashem. So Hashem places embeds within life this not just telling us to choose life, placing us at the good space, showing us that choosing life, choosing Hashem's path is choosing life. Like it says in Tehillim, Rashi explains, you've placed my hand on the good portion. It means you can touch it. Hand is, is, is something you can touch with your senses. And this confirms that by a yid, doing good is begets good, is actual good here, and, and it is real life. Zion. So through this we can understand, this we can explain the difference in the Lashon Rashi. In the Moshe says that the Father says, this, this you shall choose. 
The Nimshot says, this you shall take. What's the difference? Since the encouragement of a father after placing him in a good place, at a good portion, is only with, is only verbally, so it comes out that the actual choice is the sons, when they're talking about a physical, uh, physical inheritance. That's why it says, the father says, this you shall choose for yourself. The son has to actually choose out the good chilek, which the father is showing him and placing him by. However, when it comes to this saying of Hashem, choose life, that's in a way where Hashem has really placed my hand on the good girl. In other words, the good lot was already chosen out for me, and it's already connected to the Eden. And the only thing the Eden has to do is take it, what has already been chosen for him. That's why Rashi says this Lashon, you have placed my hand, saying this take, not like in the marshal that the, the Oymer, then the father says this you shall take. Because the main point here is not the saying. The main point is that Rashi is saying that Hashem has already placed the person's hand on the good portion. And the fact that he continues and he says, this you shall take, is only to explain that, what does it mean? He placed his hand on a good thing. What it means to say is, this you shall take. I didn't understand this square bracket 100%. So, Ches, in this difference... In Lashon Rashi, we also have something in Halacha that becomes hinted at here. And first, by prefacing another diuk, what can we see here? That we talk about the Chelek talk about choosing a good portion. In the Nimshal, it's called Geiroli, Geirol. What, what's the Kavana of the Geirol? It's coming to hint at something else, that the way that a Yid chooses a Chelek of life is like something is divided by a girl. And with this, we'll understand why in the Marshall and Nimshal there's a difference. In the Nimshal it says, in the Marshall it says, B'roilcha, choose for yourself. In the Nimshal it says, similarly, Yid, Hashem places a Yid on a good portion, he says that this you shall take. What's the difference between this you shall choose and this you shall take? This explains the difference between the pu'ula, the effect, when a person tells his son to choose, or when something is chosen by a girl by a lottery. What's the difference? When um, we're talking here now about dark by the way things are acquired. We talk about partners dividing something through a girl, through a lottery. So some of the Rishenim are of the opinion that when you do a lot, you draw lots, who's going to get which portion? That just is mevar, that just um, clarifies which chalek each of them has to get, which portion each of them has to get. But in order it should indeed become theirs, for that they have to thereafter, after that, they have to actually make a Kenyan, pick it up, or do another form of Kenyan. Jacob, when they talk about Eretz Yisrael, which that was done through a lottery, that was done through the lottery by Hashem's Ruach HaKadosh. It was three processes. They, they drew lots, who's going to get which portion. And also it appeared on the Ruach, on the Urebet Tomim, that, that uh, declared that this, this, uh, this portion is going to be given to this, to this one. Through this Geirel, they didn't have to make a Kenyan afterwards. That already created a Kenyan, everybody got their portion. Similarly, Rash, what Rashi is hinting at is like this. When a person says to his son, so his saying only clarifies for the son, which is the Chelek He says, you shall now go and choose this. And the Nimshal, the saying of the Ebeshter is already making it acquired by the person. you shall choose life, not just to clarify which is the good Chelek, which is, which is the portion of life, but also it becomes already it becomes like a girl, it becomes like a good, his good lot, 
that already becomes acquired by the Yid. All he has to do is kachlecha. It's like he placed his hand on it and said, this you shall take for yourself. doesn't need a kinyan. Tess. When we talk about the wine of Ter, the inner, the inner dimension here. The two inyanim, and now we're going to go into something quite deep. These two inyanim, you should choose for yourself a good portion. And geiral, take for yourself a good geiral, a good lot. These are two ways which a Jew can come to the choosing life. There's one way of choosing life where you make a sensible calculation. What's a sensible calculation? It's called chelek yafi, take yourself a good portion. We know that chelek yadua, what is that quote the yadua from? Um, in my modem about Ashrenu Matev Chalkeinu, that chelek refers to Aveda that's done according to rationale. When you choose Hashem in a way of choosing Him, the way of rationally, there's two ways. Two ways, each one has a mila. Otherwise, you can't choose. We have to choose one over the other. What's the two ways? Oh, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. There's one way where you make a rational choice. There's two ways in life, and you make a choice to follow the proper way of life, the way of, of, of Hashem's way, the way of life, the way of good. The second way you can come to choosing Hashem is that you choose good in life, not because you made a calculation that that's better, but you have no other choice. You're kind of connected to Hashem with a Bechinah, with a choice that's higher than rationale. You, you, you just, one thing with Hashem, you can't even consider disconnecting from it. And that's why the Indian of Chaim is called Geiral Like we know that Geiral doesn't have anything to do with rationale. It's higher than Das. When you draw a lot, it's not, not rational. And this kind of Bechinah, all you have to do is Kachlecha. It's not Berer to choose for yourself something. No, there's no choice. You just got to take it. Because in the first place, you couldn't even consider the other option. And all your Aveda is really just to take your good portion because you're inseparable from Hashem anyway. Yud. So we'll understand this according to what Chassidus explains. When we talk about why are the Rishoyim sometimes successful, why are the wicked people sometimes successful? And in general, it says that the Ashpa, the giving of Chayas, of vitality to clip it to the other side, to negativity, comes from a level called makif, the transcendent level. And that's why it comes with great abundance, with ribu, without a chesh, without a calculation, not how much he deserves, but just, you know, the, the bad guys sometimes just make huge amounts. They get, they get a big, big payout. However, the hashba, the, the energy that comes to Kedusha, is from Erpnimi, it's from the internalized light. And it has to come like a, a, a light in a vessel, Dafka. And therefore it comes calculated, it has to be, measured according to what's deserved. And this is the greatness of Yidin, that they choose Hashem, they choose Kedusha, even though choosing the wrong path may bring them a temporarily greater hashpa, uh, payout of, of energy. Klippa has a greater payout temporarily. They choose the hashpa mitzumtzemes, the limited um, um, divine light that comes from Kedusha, comes measured according to what needs to come down. Why Takayidin choosing the more limited one over the abundant one? So there's two explanations. First of all, we know that the, uh, the Rishoyim are only temporarily successful. This abundance of energy that comes down to them is only temporary, and after that it's going to be stopped. On the other hand, Ashpof, it's Sadikim, even though right now it's, it's measured and it's less, in the end, it's going to be with a tremendous abundance. As Rabbi Akiva said, 
if this is the way the Romans are, are, are living life, and they are transgressors of Hashem's will, can you imagine how much amazing vitality is going to come to those that do Hashem's will? Right now it's not that way, but that's what's going to be. So long-term thinking means you choose the right way. Now that's Bechira, that's choice according to rationale. It's, it's worth it to, go, to, to take less now, but to be part of the real team, the real team in the end is going to get amazing payout. That's what's hinted at in the first Lashon of Rashi. Choose a good portion. It makes sense. Well, why, don't, why doesn't everybody do it? Because you've got to have self, uh, self-control, and you've got to look at the long plan, and you've got to be prepared to give up the immediacy for the, you know, for the long term. Base. Then there's another way why we choose Hashem. Why you choose Hashem? Because the Hashpo, even though it's a restricted Hashpo energy, However, it's coming from Kedusha. That's the internal will of Hashem. Not like the Ashba, the energy is coming down to the clip into negativity, which is abundance, but it's like somebody who throws it behind his shoulder, he's giving it in, a, in, a, in, a, in an unwilling way. So of course he chooses Kedusha. In other words, he wants to be, he wants to be in Hashem's presence. But He knows that in the presence of Hashem, that's where life is. Even though it may be limited, yeah, and restricted, that's more dear to him than even the great abundance that can come temporarily from Klippa. Not because it's long-term, short-term. It's because he, he wants, even if it's a little, but he wants to be only with Hashem. And this is not a bechira that comes through it. This is not a choice that comes through it, making a calculation. This is higher than calculation, higher than rationale. Because a yid, in essence, wants a likus, wants godliness, because of the level of girdle of his neshama. It's called, there's a level of neshama that's called beyond rationale. It just wants to be connected with Hashem. It's a part of Hashem. And that's why you can't say about this choose for yourself as if there's a choice. Because in this level of neshama, anything other than elikos, it, it just doesn't pass water, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't pass muster, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't take any space. He's not interested in anything other than elikos. So about this, you can just say, take the good girl. You don't have to choose it, you just have to take it. Make sure you bring it into yourself in a primius. Make sure you take it and make it yours in an internal way by thinking speaking and acting in the way you're supposed to. Yud Aleph. Nonetheless, the Pasuk does say, I've placed life and death in front of you. You should choose life. In other words, the Pasuk clearly talks about a choice. We're talk- How are we talking here then about a level of Neshama where there's absolutely no choice? You can only have Hashem. And we also understand that even Rashi, when he brings the Pasuk, he says, about this it says, even when he refers to girls, says, about this it says, referring back to the Pasuk, about the, the fact that there's a choice. In other words, um, that um, that um, in other words, the inyan for nachos yalo l'gevut yom l'kachol is not the pirush of b'chad b'chaim. Says no, but b'chad b'chaim is kel eich deminyan. It's a fairish state of makavachet. So we understand that that there's still we're talking here about a choice. How does that work? So the explanation is the inyan of b'chaim v'amovus and satzvenach have placed life and death in front of you. Choose life. The fact that a yid chooses life. And it's a choice. There's two ways of this. There's two inyanim of this. First of all, there's the source of the of the inyan. That when Yid chooses Elikus, it's because his etzim neshama is one thing with Hashem, with Atmos. And therefore, at that level, there's chafshi or There's a freedom in, 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 in the choice because even though the neshama couldn't, the etzim neshama couldn't have chosen anything else than Elikus. But the the connection between the Yid and the Ebishter 
is not because of any time, not because of any reason. Remember, when we talk about choice, it has to be that there's no reason to choose. If there's a reason, then it's based on rationale. But then when we talk about the essence of choice, the chavshis, then one, aleph, the skashis is... If it would be mitzada ma'ila, then the skashis would be the limitation. B, it wouldn't be a bechira chavshis, a truly free bechira, because it would be because of the reason. So when we talk about bechira chavshis, when the etzem and hashem mitzad atzmo chooses Hashem, that's bechira chavshis. And in that way, but at that level, we also have, so to speak, a drawback that anything else is just negated. There's not no other choice. That's one level of bechira, the chavshis of bechira, where the way that you choose the So the other way is the gili of the bechira, the gili of the choice of alikus expresses itself in also the intellect of man. Because when you realize that the true desire of a yid in his Bechir is Hashem, but the expression of that is, how do you see that he truly chooses Hashem when you have two choices? And he chooses life. And that can only be, to talk about two choices can only be when it's down at the level of intellect. Because at the level of intellect, you can understand that there's some virtue in the in the, in, the, in, the, in the temporarily beneficial way, even though it's not long-term, and there's benefit in the long-term beneficial way. And we tell him, choose life. But really, who's choosing life? It's coming from the, from the depth of his soul, but it's expressing itself also in a seichel thing. They're, they're related. They're just a continuation, one of the other. And that's why the Pesach, it says, Achai v'amosat placed life and death in front of you. You choose life, because in Aveda B'Poyal is the B'chira, according to Avadas, in a way that it's B'ryer. Even when we talk about the choice, it's emanating in, so there, it's, it's, it's clarifying. There's good and bad, choose the, right, choose the good. But Rashi, Yenish tells us where does that really come from? I want to tell you the inside working of that. The Pnimis and Amit is the inside aspect of this Bechida in Elikus. And why does a Yid in Tamadas and his rationale choose Elikus? It's because the fact is that that's what his etzim neshama is. And his etzim neshama can't even think about mothers, about death and bad. And all you have to do is take. You don't have to, you don't have to clarify which way. So both of them are existence. The, the inner aspect is, there's no other choice. Because the Hashem is one. But that channels down to the fact that even in the place where you talk about rationale and choice, the yid chooses good. According to this Yud base, we understand the connection to Pasha Nitzavim. It's a Pasha which we always read before Rosh Hashanah, since everything goes after its ending. So we understand that the connection of Pasha Nitzavim to Rosh Hashanah is not just in the beginning of the Pasha, which we know has a connection. Atem Nitzavim Ayoyim. Ayoyim is the day, the day of, of judgment, the day of Rosh Hashanah, but also in the end of the Pasha, which the Pasuk we have been describing. Why? Because Rosh Hashanah is the time when we say Psukim that arouse Hashem to choose us. What do we say? We say before Tkiyas, Yivcha alone is Nachasena, Hashem should choose us, His inheritance, as Gein Yankov, the, 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 the people of Yankov. Yivcha should choose. In the Bechira, there's these two Inyanim, like we said earlier. There's the source of Bechira, and the fact that the Atmos of Hashem chooses the Neshamas of Yisrael, not because of any reason, but just because of His free choice. And then, that filters down to the fact that He can't choose them with any, He can't exchange them with any, with any, uh, without any, any, any nation. There's no room for anyone else. Sorry, that's the first level. The expression of this Bechira down below is in a way that there are other nations, but you'll be, you'll be a special nation from all amongst the other nations. There are others, but they're like nothing to me. Only you. And that's why I don't look at them. Your belovedness becomes revealed because I'm choosing you and not the others. 
but there is a choice. So it starts off where there's absolutely no choice. It's Hashem's free choice, but there cannot be anything else. But then it comes down to a place where there could be another choice, but Hashem shows His love to Bnei Yisrael. So since on Rosh Hashanah, everything goes back to where it was, so we have to once more create the reality, draw down the reality of Yifchar Lanu, Hashem choosing us from its very first source in Atzmos. And that becomes through the Aveda, through the service of a Yid, that by himself, down below, he does the Aveda of choosing life. Not just because it makes sense, but because that's the true Etzim and Hashem, that's the girdle, that's like the higher than rational part of his Hashem, it's his essence of his Hashem. And through this, the Yid, the Yidin are able to reveal the fact that Hashem chose them to be his Hashem. And through the fact that Yidin are Megala, revealed by themselves, the fact that they chose Hashem to be a God for them, so this arouses and reveals the fact that Hashem chooses them to be a special nation. It becomes revealed down here below in this physical world, but in an openly revealed way of good.